Hello and welcome to Everything to Guppy, the podcast where we talk about every single item, every single enemy, every single everything in the binding of Isaac. I'm William Hughes, and I'm joined, as always, by a guy who's just a poor little lost soul alone in the world, Gary Butterfield. What's this voice? I don't care for it. It's a a preacher? I get called a- out a lot on um <clears throat> on my streams for defaulting to the uh, the Frank Underwood, Kevin Spacey uh, southern accent specifically. I'm always worried I'm going to slip into it. Yeah, the the yeah the fog the southern senator. Yeah, yeah you never actually your brothers saw me die. Yeah, he's back, baby. Just like Walter White, everyone's together in a league of extraordinary assholes. Mm-hmm. Oh man, um, can you imagine? Oh, here comes Jeffrey what... Tambor. Oh, <laughs> it's not just people who are asshole characters. It's also people whose actors are assholes. Yeah. Hey, Ezra well. Miller, you're the wild card. Ezra Miller's the wild card. I don't know what's up with Ezra yeah. Miller. I, uh, if anybody's gonna know what, what's up with him, it'd be you. Uh, well, and see, but I, I know don't. too much. Like I know that like most of the people making serious accusations against him are people who's they're like they took he took my daughter, and then the daughter's like they were abusive, and I'm like okay, uh, yeah, let them fight. Whoever wins, yeah. they lose. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's usually that's what I always say when I see a a. a, a dispute between a parent and an abused child <laughs> let them fight too messy it's for what, will it, it's what the family court said to be and my dad it just uh let them fight let you yeah. assholes work it out in a crucible I, it's it's good it says something good about our court system that they pegged you as an asshole early i was very young but i was the youngest asshole in the court yeah in, in I, the no, I, I read guinness yeah, I it's like the the residuals from that, the royalties I'm getting from that are still paying off. I donate <laughs> yeah. to our own Patreon most of the amount just to puff it out to to fluff up my ego. Yeah, Gary, are you um, an egotistical man? Do you think? You know, I I, I have uh, a complicated relationship with ego. Sure, I don't think I have so. a complicated like, uh, relationship with Egon. I have a complicated relationship with all the living planets. Um. I like myself. I don't think that inherently makes me egotistical. Okay. Uh, that is kind of where I'm at. Okay. Great. Good to know. Good to know. And Good. I, uh, I am a firm believer in the secret egotism of self-loathing that I try to avoid. Mm. So, but that is not, not everyone ascribes to that. I feel like self-loathing is a very egotistical thing. Uh, personally what about because kingdom think, of loathing kingdom of loathing is a large yeah that too yeah. you think kingdom of loathing is an expression of self-loathing or arrogance uh the second it's a very arrogant game isn't it it's extremely arrogant Neat. whole kingdom just for themselves yeah fuck off riff yeah yeah riff you could literally suck my dick riff <laughs> the uh like no riff can't do that riff no um, no no riff should he no no Maybe. should he will he no. no can he sure will he no eh. um yeah we uh you and i are both tired last week i feel like we came in with really a plus energy this and then is a plus this energy, week Gary. is it mm-hmm. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> yeah uh, this is a well, plus energy last week we came in with s rank energy uh and this this no, week Gary, we're... this is as good as the show can be 
This is oh, the show no. firing on all cylinders. That little <laughs> oh. feeling in the back of your head of like, is this funny or anything? That's the show working. Oh, that's man. product as intended. That's that's a feature. Well, shit. Yeah, I'm just so I'm tired, afraid man. so. <laughs> I'm just so tired. Uh, so sleepy. Gary, do you want me to let me look around the room? You want me to read from my my tunic notebook? Would you sleep sing me a lullaby instead? Uh, can the lullaby be about my tunic notebook? It can be about it, but it cannot feature any words inside your tunic notebook. Great news, Gary. No words in my tunic notebook. It's all shapes and letters. Ugh. <laughs> 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 oh, man. I am excited to die. End of sentence. Yeah. But also yeah, for someone to uh, come across oh. the, my various video game notebooks and just deduce that I am the Zodiac Killer. It's uh you, you think that, but there's there's tons of people like you who do that shit. There's a lot of video game notebooks out there. Have you seen Riff's house? Why are you dragging like, me down? It, <laughs> just I'm telling you, man. Let me be the, the zodiac killer. Clothing is a form of ego. Let me be um, the zodiac killer. <laughs> the uh, well, you know, you got one step to do that. You had one job if you wanted to be the zodiac killer, and you didn't do it. You, as far as you know, that's that's true. Well, you weren't born. Uh, Gary, I don't want to get deeper into the kayfabe of maybe I'm older than I look or of nine 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 esque bullshit. Well, actually, yeah. <laughs> time is a circle, and I went back and Zodiac killed everybody. Also, here's mm-hmm. some Wikipedia's I read. Um, Zeno's paradox. Uh, is this us dancing around an item neither of us have gotten? Uh, you know what, Gary? I hadn't even looked at the. I don't. I haven't even looked at the item. So <laughs> no. Yes, as it turns out, but no. <laughs> That's what I was doing. I was stalling for time, but the uh, I might have gotten yeah, this on a daily at some point. I think uh, it's not much. This is lost soul. Yes, it's a classification of items Gary doesn't care for. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it's a little. It's a little buddy. Little. Uh, what if? Lost. What if a familiar could die? Yeah, uh, and doesn't add any value. Doesn't add to the board, as they would say in Magic the Gathering terms. Uh, he just follows you around, and if you can keep him alive, you get something at the next floor. Sometimes something very good. Uh, I'm not going to keep a familiar alive. He's uh, not going to do yeah, it. It's an escort mission, man. I don't want to turn Isaac into that. But Isaac, no that's the beauty of Isaac. It can be so many different things. And some, and that always means that some of the things it can be is garbage. How long do you think before they add? Uh, there's kind of this in the alt floor mausoleum stuff, but before they add stealth elements. Like if Isaac uh, on a long enough timeline, you'd eventually get like a stealth item other I mean, than camo already, pants. Yeah, camo pants, Gary. I mean, the like, future is stealth, now. Play it loud. <laughs> fail condition stealth shit. Because this is—it's not a fail condition. It just doesn't. I just can never imagine ever leaving this alive. Uh, uh, one thing know. that they do note in the wiki is this: this works on the ascent floors, which are which start out very small. Yes. Uh, uh, which generally seems like a great well. way to because it is a good reward. Yes. Uh, it's one of the three things. You either get three soul hearts, uh, two eternal hearts, or a treasure room item or angel room item. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, that's All of those are good. things that are like run saving. You want them. I want them. You want them. Gary you want wants them. them. Everybody want wants it. Richard Linklater. Uh, yeah, you want it. However, uh, I'm just never going to keep an escort guy alive. Gary, so what's, your favorite favorite boy bands? what's your favorite boy band song? <laughs> What a great question. Um, it's I Want You Back for Good by Take That. Okay. 
Is this now? Is this a real boy band or is this one of your meta hot chip bullshit boy bands? No, 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 that's a real boy band. Okay. Yeah, I have an answer for that question. I take it seriously. What is your favorite boy band song? I, you know, I've I've liked some of that BTS I've listened to. I I don't care for a BTS. I thought I might like it. I was like, there's got to be something here, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, just a boy band. (laughs) Like I don't. I was expecting it to be different. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm being completely 100% honest. It is, I think, the Backstreet Boys song that played uh, that plays at the climax of the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie, where they go. Which one's that? That makes you larger than life. Oh, larger than life. Is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. It's that, not called a uh, theme from Rocky and Bullwinkle the movie. <laughs> it's not called Moose and Squirrel Requiem or anything like that. It's not called. Uh, uh, no one ever talks about this, but it's the actual low point of Robert De Niro's comedy career. It's pretty low. It's Robert Robert De Niro's in that, Gary. Yeah. As as Boris Badenov. It, it, it used to be Jason Alexander, and then they remade it and got Robert De Niro, and it's somehow like the less prestigious of them. What do you mean it used to be Jason Alexander? Didn't Jason Alexander play uh, Boris Badenov in a live action Rocky and Bullwinkle? I don't believe so. There's only the one live action Rocky and Bullwinkle, and it is Robert De Niro. It might be. It might be in a commercial. It might be a commercial, uh, or you might just be imagining uh, Robert De Niro in Rocky and Bullwinkle, and just he does look a lot like Jason Alexander. No, it should be Jason no. Alexander in the Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle film. Jason Alexander, Boris Badenov, 2000 family comedy. Have I really? Yes. This seems, this seems Yes. This seems unlikely. <laughs> no, I think that uh De Niro was Boris Badenov's boss. Oh, I got was one over the, on you in terms the... of pop culture casting bullshit. Jason Alexander is Boris Badenov. Boom. Robert De Niro is fearless leader. As fearless leader. All right. Well Randy Quaid is Cappy Frank Van Trapment. Bam. Well, we've done it, Gary. We've finished uh we've finished everything to Guppy. What? It's what ended. place for you in this world when I can do this better than you? This is your thing. I mean, that's like, a great question, Gary, and I'm feeling it on a deep emotional level. Yeah, this is, I just, I've never seen somebody so obviated. Um, yeah. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, buckle up. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> oh, Revenge is a bitch, Gary. Um, I told you that before that, uh, this is real mean to me. I was shitty. I was a shitty high school kid, but, uh, there was a guy doing, uh, stand up at a talent show and another guy came up and made fun of the first guy. Mm-hmm. And I was, I laughed, you know, I was like, yeah, it's true. You know, he's making fun of the first guy. And the first guy was saying behind me, I didn't know it. And he leaned forward, whistle right ear. He said, revenge is a bitch, Gary. Uh, and what uh, vengeance did he take on you? Not yet. Nothing yet. Yeah. Well, but you know, Alec, if you're out there, uh, I am sorry. I was being a dick and please don't hurt me. Ancient Klingon uh, proverb, buddy. Uh, best serve cold. Yeah. Yep. Revenge best served on a plate of batleths. Gary, no one eats on a batleth. You eat. You could. You eat, let <laughs> no, me look when up. Someone isn't seeing cutthroat Klingon. Where that's like you joke. have to. I, uh, I, that's a very funny uh, sketch that no one will ever make. Because it would be exorbitantly idea. expensive to do. <laughs> and it would be for me. And no one <laughs> else. Would, yeah. <laughs> like. You know. What should people do if they like the show well? Uh, we haven't gone long enough yet. Uh, Klingon for plate. Nope. <laughs> Klingon for minutes. plate. Okay. Yeah, that's... I got. Let's see. What do I got? I, I typed Klingon for plate into Google. I got graphics and more. Star Trek Klingon shield novelty metal vanity tag license. Klingon plates at Christie's. 
Uh, Klingon aluminum license plates, Klingon license plate frames, Star Trek Klingon Battlecruiser limited edition plate. That's going for 35 bucks. Are you looking for the word? Yeah, I want to know what the, what the word, the Klingon word. I got, I got it. What? Yeah. Nagop. Uh, you, you, you typed it in? Yeah. Be wild Nagop. if you knew that. This would, be a, this would be a fun way to find out you speak Klingon. <laughs> yeah. Did I, I've, have I told you my experience with the Klingons? <laughs> don't know that you have that's a, that's a great cliffhanger that's a great cliffhanger. i'm not Gary, trying just uh, to get us to the end of the episode but yeah. it's a good cliffhanger if people enjoy this show what should they do Gary? <laughs> uh go to patreon.com slash duckfeed tv and put some money on our nagop and uh leave us a rating review on apple podcast or podcast addict yeah like this review left on podcast addict by scrolling 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 uh oh it's this is one from dog joker 5000 here's another review for you jackals one star that was a five star review thank you thank you dog joker 5000 thank you we need the validation because we are the egotists E tante vas edge chut me ye yagos. The podcast where we cover every item, trinket, character, and boss in the Binding of Isaac series of video games. My name is Gary Butterfield, and with me as always is a guy uh, who will be negative, Will Hughes. Gary. That's a blood joke. Uh, boy, uh, I mean, I don't want to play into the stereo stereotype you just put down about me you did just throw me for like three consecutive loops there because uh, you man. didn't good night me at the end of the la- last episode <laughs> nope. you just started into klingon and then i was like oh yep. that's the intro yep and i i, I think i butcher their pronunciation my oh my god yeah through the fucking serious floor. klingon appropriation alexander is gonna fucking kill me i'm the rachel dozel of klingons uh the, the uh gary, gary tell me about your encounter <laughs> with the klingons <laughs> the uh when i was uh a teen uh and would go hang around my local comic book shop and, and play magic cards and stuff there's a charity group uh of klingons mom i'm like going somewhere... to go play some magic cards <laughs> you think i was calling out to my mom my mom wasn't there okay. uh I, I was just like figuring out how to how to do it myself i uh, this is how klingons. i play magic cards is this do By i myself. play the magic cards I, that's exactly what i was doing that's a good impersonation of young me. God, you uh, sad little feral nerd. I was. It was a little latchkey, latchkey shit. Uh, but there were Klingons who would go to like events for charity somehow. I don't know Gary, how they Can I pause money. you for a second to ask a question that just jumped into my head and then we can come back to your story? Sure. Have you ever masturbated to a magic card? No. No? Not even when you were like super teen Gary and there was some like, I don't know, green druid Sarah huntress Angel. or some shit yeah the, there were, there were magic cards i probably thought were hot but i yeah i never did it i think because i had access to comic books okay you well know? uh yeah. that does suggest does a second question, question? <laughs> it, it answers that one but suggests a couple more oh, that, that's uh, good uh that's good writing it's it's which hook. yeah you which know. uh which glossies were you uh spanking it to oh x-men Clearly, which like characters? X Men and X Force. 
Oh, uh, I thought I remember thinking uh, Boom Boom was real hot. Next Force. <laughs> boom Boom, aka Boomer. Uh-huh. Uh, remember thinking she was real hot? Yeah, she's got that. She's got that tube top and that complicated relationship with Cable. Yeah, she. Well, she's a. She's like a jubilee, but a more closer to my age at the time. Sure. You know, uh, I remember thinking Husk was really hot. Generation X. Page. Okay. Guthrie. Um. Yeah, those, those are the big ones I remember. Okay, uh, so no uh, one on the main team. Oh, uh, no, no, Kitty Pride. I had a Kitty Pride phase. I thought Kitty Pride Kitty was really hot. Kitty Pride. She's yeah, a wholesome Kitty. child. You deviant. <laughs> I was a wholesome child. <laughs> Extremely wholesome. Wait, so uh, were you like masturbating to your romantic love for her? Well, no, no. I was just thinking. I was like fantasizing. I was like, "Oh, I've joined the X Men. Maybe I have gravity powers. Maybe I go on my first mission. Maybe Kitty Pride turns me intangible at the last minute, saving me from a Sentinel blast. Maybe we land on top of each other and then realize we have a lot of stuff in common. You know? Maybe I convert to Judaism. Maybe we get married and we stomp on a glass and Wolverine's my best man. You know? And that's when it's you not come. that crazy. It's very normal all American fantasies." It's a big day, bub. And then you, and then you nut. Yeah. Yeah. I think things. Yeah. (laughs) Then I, I nut about the wedding night impregnating my intangible wife. So you were masturbating to the thought of having a magical girlfriend. Basically because I was a teenager and that's when you do that. The, uh, man, I've just thought about if you nutted in Kitty Pride, she could turn intangible and never get pregnant. I didn't think of that as a kid at all. Cause I was like, I wasn't thinking that far ahead. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, after the point in which I, I reached climax in this fantasy, I was like, okay, time to put this away and like play act raiser. But the, uh, yeah, boy, as an adult, like a, a, with Kitty Pryde, that's the perfect birth control. Gary, I'm you a know, journalist. We've been having a lot of talk lately about journalistic <laughs> standards. I got to ask, at what point in the fantasy, really, yeah. were you nutting? Uh, so, this were you like and Kitty dodge, having but... sex? Yes. It's going to sound like a dodge, but I don't have that much memory of it because it's masturbation fantasies from 30 years ago. Sure. Um, You know, but it was I would just kind of work myself along the fantasy of like us, like making out, feeling her up and everything, going through the bases and everything. Uh, And then at some point in there, the nut would happen. Okay, are you looking at the comic at the time or is it all just happening in the brain TV? Mostly happening in the brain TV. Okay. You know, yeah. Gary, thank you for being so, honest about your deviance. Please tell me about these hey. charity click-ons. So charity click-ons uh, were stalking. They, they, I don't know how they raised money, but they would dress up as Klingons and like very fancy costumes. Stalking is a powerful verb. Learn how to speak Klingon and then be at events to do like charity work. And I never got far enough to understand what that connection was. But they would stalk the, the complex to try to recruit people. And they would target oh like God. big, fat, unpopular guys like myself <laughs> to try to get me into it. So I, I was <laughs> Gary got Gary got cruised by a Klingon cult. Yeah, I got I got I got headhunted. To be, and they were just like, and they were just like, yeah, we'll help you make a costume. We'll help you with your makeup. We we do like lessons. We'll teach you how to speak the language and stuff. And I was like, oh, I like Star Trek. You know, I think that's what they open with. Like, do you like Star Trek? I'm like, yeah. And then uh, they started explaining all this other stuff. And uh, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know how to make any of that stuff. They're like, oh, we'll help you. Like, it's real cool. You know, uh, and I just never followed up. But they they came after me a few times 
Gary, uh, I am when a, I was I'm, in the I'm, store. I'm imagining a conspiracy theory where the like the military recruiter guys that come to high schools are going through <laughs> all of the all of the headshots. Oh, and they no. get to yours and they're like, mm-mm. But then they pick up the phone and say, Jopluff, I got someone. <laughs> got somebody for you. We, we passed it. got like a finder's fee. I passed it to the military reenactor guys, but they like people who look like they do cardio. You know, I, I not in the South. You don't think I have a military reenactment body for the Civil War? I, I, 100% do. I guess so. Um, yeah. The, uh, those guys are really out of shape. Um, but but you but resisted yeah. their their seductions. I did. It was it was too much work, and and this is gonna this here's where the sad part was. I think I was interested in a little bit, but there was dues, like there was money, and oh. I had no money and could not get money at the time. Was this a Batleth um, scheme? A Batleth scheme? I, I Gary, I don't know the fucking Klingon word for pyramid. I don't know if they build pyramids. <laughs> Seems yeah, like a but- distinctly Earth phenomenon. <laughs> Well, that's kind of the trick to Star Trek is a lot of distinctly Earth phenomenons are universal. I do think uh, the Vulcans maybe have pyramids because they like how orderly the shape is. It's very silly. Uh, why not a cube? Well, um, Gary, great news. There is, in fact, a Star Trek speech. <laughs> now I like thinking about the Borg reenactors coming along trying to assimilate you. Just, you would just be a hot commodity on this market. I Well, you've never seen a fat Borg. Like a Klingon, it's great. You can be, it's kind of like, a, I, we finished season two of what we do in the shadows last night and all, none of those people, like people other than Matt Barry are really fat, but they all kind of seem fat because they wear all those clothes. Yeah. It, like you wouldn't know if they weren't fat. Uh, and so it's, that's basically the the concept behind these Kling, these charity Klingons, I think. I, I was trying in my head to counter your no fat board comment, but all I could come up with was uh, Patton Oswalt's character on Rick and Morty, who's basically a fa- uh, like a tubby Borg. I love the idea of a fat Borg, you know? Yeah. I like the idea of a fat Borg just waiting under the city to destroy our sewer systems. I want that as well. Uh, Gary, I, it's, it's good that we want the same things. It's what brings us to a, into alignment. Uh, Gary, blood bombs. It, yeah. Uh, this is secretly really good. Tell me more. Cause I don't, I, I've had this because it's, it's, you mm-hmm. know, it's not an unlockable. So I've had this, but I yeah. don't know that I uh, exactly know why it is good. And I'm waiting for the pitch. So you, so you get uh, you get five bombs, you get a health pickup when you pick it up, uh, or you know you don't so, get the five so, bombs. It's not one of those. You get a okay. health, uh, full health up. Gary, uh, right now it's then, feeling like one of those items that Edmund felt like he had to bribe me into getting. I'm not done yet. <gasps> uh, these bombs leave creep. Who cares? The thing that I like about it is that it allows you to leave bombs when you're out of bombs at the cost of health, and it does red health before soul hearts. So oh. if you need a bomb, you always have a bomb as long as you have red health with us, uh, uh, which is very yeah. useful for secret rooms that, and tinted rocks and stuff. Especially early on, you usually want uh, bombs. Like if you don't have any bombs, you want a bomb very badly. Yeah. And that you'll always have one because red hearts yeah. are the most common thing to have in the game. Uh, you basically always have a bomb. And then once you start getting some like real big bomb synergies or if you can heal uh, based on explosions... Uh, this is basically unlimited bombs mm-hmm. um, and unlimited yeah, health. It's very good. Unlimited. Yeah. You just can just jam on that button. Uh, real fun. You know, uh, that, that second effect that you can use bombs or you don't have bombs. I did not know uh, until like recently, like a few runs ago. And I do one run like every month now. So it was, but I did not know that when I first picked it up, but it's the secret thing that makes us good. Otherwise it's just a health up that also 
gives you a minor effect on your bombs. Yeah, Gary, you have uh, sold me on this with all the persuasiveness of a Klingon cult recruiter. I takak. Uh, I takak. Did you say okay? I thought yeah. I did think you said I ate the cock, and I'm like, that's cool. I. Uh, yeah. The weird thing about the Klingon uh, recruiters is that you know when you're a kid, you don't know how old adults are. Mm-hmm. Especially if they're when in I, full Klingon makeup. Especially when they're Klingons. I mean, not to be racist, but it's hard to tell their age. But the uh, in my mind, these guys were pushing 50. Okay. Now, I was a teen, so maybe they were like in their mid-30s. But in my mind, these people were way too old to want to hang out with 14-year-old me uh, for any amount of time. It's not I feel like this is kind of a know. cliche question. Yeah. But... Do you feel like there was a sexual component to the Klingon play? No. Uh, but I was also exceedingly naive as a teen. Uh, okay. you know, I, I'm sure I've talked about that before. Like, you know, not understanding that my dad had a Coke mirror in his bedroom. Just thinking, oh, my dad likes a little mirror next to his yeah. bed. That's weird. What does that mean? Uh, and then realizing many years later that it was for cocaine. Uh Yeah. So I was very naive as a kid. I did not recognize when things were uh, violent, sexual, or drug-related Yeah, at all. I, I'm also very naive, Gary, because I don't realize when my comedy partners rip off John Mulaney's pronunciations for a bit. Oh, of cocaine? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose I did. He owns that, Gary. Well, uh, don't you think that he's owned enough and that in reparations for his recent crapulence, he can give something back? I think we're at the point where he will only become bigger and more powerful. Interesting. Interesting. He's on the second consecutive tour that's named something like starting over or like yeah. from scratch or new from an egg or something like that. Like yeah. He just keeps doing the start over tour thing. It's funny uh, to me. He's Have you seen ha- any, has- I, I haven't seen any of his stuff since uh, all the, the drama. I've heard the reports, and luckily his voice is so distinctive that it's easy, very. You can just read a John Mulaney bit and just know how it goes. Yeah. So. Oh. Yeah, I got. You know, I still like John Mulaney. I do how not, were they making? I was, uh, were they making money, or is it a charity outfit? It's a charity outfit. They they were not making money. It cost. Oh money. right, so they were the, they were taking dues from you. Yeah, they were taking dues for like makeup supplies and shit and I, bits of I leather. I think if you would have signed on on this, you would have disappeared. I think there's a pretty good chance because it's not something I've seen since. Uh, you know, it's not like this was presented to me as if it's just a thing. And I have not heard tell of it since I haven't like Googled or anything, but it's not like it's shown up. Were they I've wearing been to places distinctive... where charity happens. <laughs> yeah. Gary goes yeah. where charity is. Uh, yeah. Were they wearing distinctive sneakers and did their name group's name translate to heaven's gate and Klingon? Uh, the I'll answer the second question first. Sure. I don't know. Okay. The answer to the first question is no, because they were in very impressive, like movie accurate costumes. Okay, but those could uh, have been around the distinctive sneakers. One hundred percent. It wasn't in hot, hot DeKalb, Illinois, so they were stinky, sweaty men. Hmm. Yeah. They so. mentioned a comment at all? Nope. Nope. They did. They did use a, a Klingon word that I didn't recognize. Hmm. Uh, that could have been a comet or, or something like that. Hell bop. <laughs> hell bop. Yeah. <laughs> like when a comet hits, it's a hell bop in Klingon. <laughs> the, uh, well, it might have been a hell bop. Because the, 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 you know, the Heaven's Gate, they were 
triggered by the the Hale-Bopp comet is the joke there. Oh, that's very good, Will. That has more the... layers than I thought. <laughs> well, to be fair, you constructed One. some and, apl- and attached it to it yeah. in your desperate <laughs> just... search to understand my joke. Yeah, I, I thought it had zero layers was just silly word that happened to stumble onto something good. Yeah, but the more I pushed on that particular bit, the more I sensed maybe you weren't as into the Hale Bop stuff <laughs> as the Heaven's Gate stuff as I was. Uh, yeah, I just I just didn't I mean I knew the early part where you were leading me into it, I was just trying to not mm-hmm. fully capitulate. You know? <laughs> like I knew what you were going <laughs> you for. Know, as a comedy partner does. Yeah, yeah, as a comedy partner does. <laughs> Will Will I has just... advanced an attack on my my right flank. I must defend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you know how this show works. I just didn't know how to one up is an emotional war game. I I uh, I did not know, and the only way to win is not to listen. I uh, I didn't know what to do with the Heaven's Gate thing if I had said yes and. I knew that I did not know enough about Heaven's Gate other than that they drink a Kool Aid and they die and they wear goofy speakers sneakers. Uh, so I I couldn't really plus one it. That's so I fine. wanted to go along with like allow space for it to be true. That's why I said they used a Klingon word I didn't know trying to like give you room to play without having to participate and reveal my ignorance. But in a classic trap, I revealed all my ignorance by not knowing the name of the comet. And this has been behind the bit <laughs> behind the bit behind the joke. It is a, I, I am a, a real fucking idiot, but I do think about this stuff <laughs> when we're recording. I just don't always succeed successfully do it because the level of effort is enough to think about it, but not enough to learn something. Just think, Gary, if you'd spent more time with these fucking Star Trek nerds, you'd actually know how to play 3D chess. I probably would. It's apparently like a very bad game. It doesn't seem my, like my understanding. Good. Yeah. yeah have you tried to play game. that 5D chess with time travel game? No. We can talk about it another time. Gary, what should people do if uh, they like this show? You go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and empty your clocks. Uh, Please do. It, and uh, you can also leave us a rating review on Apple Podcast or Podcast Addict. Uh, like this review left on Podcast Addict by Hello. I left a previous review that was too raunchy. I blame the edibles I took, and I'm glad they didn't read it because I don't didn't know you could change your name on this. The anxiety <laughs> gave me maybe not listen or play this for a while, but I oh. love it so much, and you mofos are funny sometimes, so I'm back at it. Thanks for giving me an Isaac addiction and an extra ducky show. P.S. I used to be okay with you not talking about the items, but now that I actually play it, I need more strats cheese. Strats cheese, not I. I read that like it was please, you, and that's a five star like review. They called us cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Uh, uh, I do. Uh, rem- I, really I do remember the, reading an the extra up an extra duck feed show. Should be yeah. the tagline for this. Yeah, an extra duck feed show. Yeah, I do yeah, remember course. reading that review and thinking that was raunchy, and I was fine with that. But it, I wasn't going to read it because it also ended on like a Cole is Gary's boss joke, and I don't do that. Ah, I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. When the, was the last uh, time I made that joke? It's been a minute. You've done a good job. I told you yeah, it bothered me, and you stopped. Yeah, it's uh, almost yeah. like I'm not as awful a person as everyone who loves me says I am. You are not awful at all. I'm constantly <laughs> cheerleading you. Uh, do you remember yeah, last it, week I called you Jellicle? You know what that means. I, I, I forget from moment to moment. Yes. <laughs> so it means you're not a dog. Don't, um, it means you're dear and little. Good night. Good night.
Hello and welcome to Everything to Guppy, the podcast where we talk about every single item, every single enemy, every single everything in The Binding of Isaac. I'm William Hughes, and I'm joined, as always, by a guy who's a big dumpy, Gary Butterfield. Hey, big, hey, big dumpy. Hey, Hey. So is this a big bopper who farts a lot? No, I'm not. This isn't my big bopper voice. This is just my big dumb guy voice. Okay. Yeah. Are you uh, are you farting or taking dumps? I'm taking big dumps. Okay. Colon blow. Like a yeah. That's a Saturday Night Live bit. Uh, you want to do a cleaner monkey or whatever it was called? Cleaner monkey. Monkey there hate clean. Big red. Happy um, fun ball. Happy fun ball. I love happy fun ball. Uh Last night in bed, both no, no, no. We're, li- we're listening. Uh, we're listening Saturday Night Live commercials right now, Gary. <laughs> oh, we're listening. Okay. Yeah. Uh, couples toilet. Couples toilet. Uh, got uh, old glory insurance for robots. I don't know that one. Oh my god, they showed it like eight million times. Like it, it, it literally they ran it in different episodes. It's the one with Sam Watterson uh, coming on. Like he's selling insurance to old people uh, to protect them from robots. Okay. Uh, because robots are strong and they eat old people's medicine for fuel. <laughs> so it's just Sam Watterson talking yeah. very seriously over this footage of people in cardboard robot costumes menacing old people. <laughs> I, I am uh, reasonably sure it was a Jack Handy bit. I, I need to uh, look that up. Gary, what's your all time favorite SNL sketch? Ooh, sketch. Not commercial. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, it's hard to it's hard to fuck with the making copies guy. Um, <laughs> Gary, you're not doing the Gary. You're not being Gary Butterfield right now. You're not taking the question seriously. Well, there's there's a recency bias because I I, I want to say the problematic bachelors thing, but in my defense, I didn't know that was a recurring bit. So I thought the what's my name thing was that all of that was new. It wasn't. Yeah, a, I think that one's the only know. really funny one though. Me, I think so too. It just, it it's Blaney that, and Hater attacking each other. And it's very, it's very funny. Like, I find that still very funny, even though it's a cliche now at this point. But I thought the whole thing was a funny concept because I was not exposed to the concept. Uh, so that that's really up there. Um, I like Round Ball Rock a lot. That's yeah. Very funny. Um, yeah, I, 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 I love uh, I love Big Red. Big Red makes me laugh a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are those are probably the, the big ones. I yeah. I'm I was sitting here trying to take it very seriously, and I think it is yep. uh, the uh, guy who played Mr. Belvedere fan club. I think might be my favorite sketch. I think I I don't remember it as well. I don't I don't like SNL. Sure, neither uh, do I. So there's yeah a lot of stuff I, I missed I. on it. Yeah, this is an old I, one. I, this is this is from Phil Hartman era. Okay. There's uh, a there's a, a later part of that era that I was not watching it when it was on. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I missed a lot of stuff. Like I was very early, like the very early church lady, Mike Myers. Uh, uh, what is his head? The big guy. The big guy who had the death. The big uh, guy that had the duff. What the fuck are you talking the death, about? The big the dead de- guy. Chris, uh, Farley? Chris Farley. Yeah, during Chris Farley times. But there was a, a later period of that where I had fallen off. Yeah, like, this is a Farley. Sketch. This, has, this has a very strong Farley bit uh, in it. Well, maybe yeah, maybe I don't. Maybe I have seen. It, I just forgot it. Tell it's also more. sometimes referred to as Brock Tune. Okay, tell me more. Uh no, Gary, I'll send you the link. I don't necessarily need <laughs> okay. to describe. My other favorite uh, is probably Potato Chip. Yeah, 
Uh, good stuff. Good. It's good. A, it's Gary. Good stuff. This is our Saturday Night Live. Take, Gary, should we do an episode by episode review of Saturday Night Live as our next <laughs> podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Gary, sorry, you slipped back into Klingon. Imagine the prep and the misery of like two hours and the fucking musical guest and stuff. <laughs> it's like it's the worst idea you've ever had. Yeah. Well, Gary, how about this? And what we, if we, we get just... a five minute episode out of it? Like, it's yeah, just two. It's for each week. It's eight hours of prep to do four or five minute episodes. Gary, I can compromise. Like... What if we just did an episode by episode review of the musical guests of Saturday Night Live? <laughs> See that that I think would be funny. Uh, and, but the, uh, uh, what if they condense the 30 years of Saturday Night Live into like a tight, watchable 45 minutes? Yeah. If they just poison balled the whole show. No, no, no. I just take the best of and get like a nice svelte unit, you know? Are we blip Like SNL the movie Are we like, like is Max Hedrum involved here? Are we blip Uh, no, not necessarily. Just editing all, all the crap, you know? Gary, I do think, like, as much as a, of a critic of Saturday Night Live as I am, uh, that there might be more than 45 good minutes in the whole 50-year run of wait, the show. Wait, I mean, but is there more than, okay, is there more than 10 hours, do you think? Sincere question. I'm at, that's why I'm sincerely thinking yeah. about it. Probably not. It's probably like something like that, like one DVD box set. Yeah, you could can lose the entire, the entire first five seasons, like... Yep. None of the like when, nothing Chevy Chase ever said holds up. Yep. No. We're, uh, we're making no Zach so fucking mad right now. I bet <laughs> this feels like some, I don't know that this is one of Zach's obsession points, but I bet it is. I I, I would not be surprised. It's just it's just not a good show. Uh, it just it's a it's a really bad program. The, I mean, the it's Mr. no Haley Mad TV. It's really horrible. Mad TV, on the other hand, look uh, at the look at the fucking bangers who have come out of Mad TV. Andy Daly, Will Sasso. Yep. Andy Daly. Jordan Peele. Uh, Andy Daly. Uh, Deborah. God, what is her? Uh, she's in the new Star Wars game. She's great. Deborah, what's her name? Uh, Deborah, what's her name? No, I'm going to look it up. I don't want to be an asshole. What? No, it's. There are more. Patton Oswalt. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, did Was Keenan on there? No, man. Okay. Deborah Wilson. Deborah Wilson. She's awesome. I didn't, I didn't watch Mad TV. That's not being racist. I just don't. Gary, just, why didn't you watch Mad TV? Why the fuck didn't you watch Mad TV? <laughs> I don't know. I watched Alex one Borstein. Sketch of Alex Borstein, who plays wife? I don't know what you're talking about. I, I Wife! Just... <laughs> wife! Oh, uh, Lois? That wife? What? Yes. Wife. Yes. yes. Alex Borstein got her start. <laughs> wife. Yeah, There's okay. so many episodes of her playing a uh, uh, poorly spoken Asian woman uh, on Mad TV. Uh, what, it's her recurring what, bit. What I miss from Mad TV is the racism. Yeah. There's there's a fair amount of racism on Mad TV, I would say, it's but also racist. a lot of Will Sasso. Yeah. Will, Will, Will Sasso being not racist. Go Will I can't, Sasso. I can't, I, can't, I can't verify all that he was never racist on Mad TV. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I bet you he was, but it was just how it worked. Gary, doesn't this get to the, your nostalgia juices flowing? Lowered expectations. No. Okay. Okay. Didn't didn't really watch Mad TV. Okay. Uh, I'm looking at Will Will Sasso now. This it's like a comedian mixed with Alex Jones. I mean, he always had he always had like 
kind of Good an Alex dude. Jones face to him. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's going to yell at me about brain pills. Frank Caliendo? Uh, <laughs> Don't uh, Frank Caliendo, a national treasure. I am. I'm uh, in Frank Caliendo. His, his John uh, Madden impression is better than yours, asshole. No. Well, how do you figure? Do your Madden right now. Okay. <clears throat> the football should go into the end zone and then you score points. So I asked you to do John Madden. What I got was Woodchuck Cosby. Oh, John Madden. Yeah, okay, okay. there we go. <laughs> okay, I thought you meant Cosby, okay. <laughs> I mean, I thought you meant Cosby as played by Dave Coulier. Yeah, the... Did someone say consent? <laughs> no? Can't get me. I'm the Cosbylope. Yeah, uh, yeah, I regret that joke. Sad. I'm not trying to make light of the awful things Bill Cosby did. It's, yeah, that guy should fucking die in hell. Uh, of course, we're talking about Little Dumpy today. Yeah, Deborah Wilson, really good, really funny, has been given a lot of good performances since. Yeah, doesn't look at all like Alex Jones. No, um, she, although she is bald. Oh, shit. Looks good on her. Yeah, that's that's so rare, uh, in my opinion. I love it when, when you know, lady presenting folk pull that off. Yeah, I mean. Uh, it does not happen a lot. Yeah, looks good on her. Looks good. Anyway, uh, this item, what is this? This is another familiar, isn't it? Yep. Uh, Fuck. It's, it, it it would be good if it wasn't obviated by a billion other good familiars. Like, this seems like it's absolute bullshit. You know, it gives you a little uh, dumpy, which are these little creatures that just push you around. Yeah, these are uh, new here. enemies that were added in with uh, with repentance. Yeah, they fart and scoot around, push away bullets and shots and stuff. It gives you one of those, uh, and it waits for you to be about to hit, either by contact damage or a bullet. And then it activates and pushes the contact damage or bullet away from you. Uh, so it, it gives you like a free hit, like, yeah, essentially it's a, it, it just, the, yeah. the, the visuals of it are confusing. Yeah. I never knew um, that that's what this did. It, that's actually pretty good. Like a defensive familiar is a good idea. Yeah. It, it's, it's like a, a dry bones. You don't have to, to aim or position or anything. It just automatically goes, then it falls asleep and you have to wake it up by touching it. Cause he kind of um, moves, he kind of roams around the room, right? Or he yes. falls behind him. He falls behind him. He he falls behind you. He's he kind of lackadaisically follows you. It he works. Like it seems like it's not going to be very good, but he will protect you from like the first hit in a room. Yeah. Which is and what that, you know Holy Mantle does, and we love that shit. It's just the the visual language of whether it's ready again, all that stuff, it ends up not looking as good or feeling as good. As I, I do agree with Evanescence that it's interesting that you have to wake him up inside. You do have to wake him up after he farts, just like Evan Evanescence. Yeah. More like effervescence, um, Gary. Effer, ooh, man! Can you imagine the farts that come out of Evanescence's butt? I mean, they're a group, um, right? Well, I, I imagine they fart together. You never been. What band. band do you think has made the most farts? Ooh, oh, band, okay, not yeah. orchestra. Yeah, band. Well, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I was really ready on the John Williams button. Van um, Halen has to have made a lot of farts. I feel like. I was thinking John Lee Hooker, like his okay. his band or something, or like a Leonard Skinner, like a, a Leonard Skinner. Leonard, Leonard Skinner has eighty dudes in it pre plane crash, and yep. 
Like Leonard Skinner had so many dudes in it that most of them died in a plane crash and the band went on just fine. <laughs> so, it was just fine. Like be like if you got got rid of seventy percent of the polyphonic spree by volume and they were like <laughs> still still I mean the Sad news out of Modesto today. Yeah. The thing about the polyphonic spree is they're all vegans, I'm sure. Which means stinky farts. Interesting, uh, Gary. So are times, you putting forward yes. the polyphonic spree as your choice? I still think that maybe Leonard Skinner. So there's like two kinds of fart spectrums. There's like the Gary, the do not I give eat. me this fucking Donnie Darko. There's two. We all live on two <laughs> axes. There are half half button presses and full button presses when it comes yeah. to farts. Uh, no, there's like a vegan fart. Like I eat nothing but lentils fart. And then there's like a, I eat greasy Southern food fart and they're very different, but they're both equally pungent and intense. I IMO. Uh, so I would actually, I think I would put forward the polyphonic spree because they have so many people just by volume. Like that fart would take up a room. It'd be like a computer in the seventies. Uh, Gary, I regret to inform you that the correct answer, modest mouse. Ooh, Okay. Just yeah, uh, just coincidentally, just an enormous amount of IBS spread throughout on. the group. They yeah. all, they yeah. all. I was really trying to pick one that had no <laughs> way to make a pun back into it, but no, you're right. They do all float on. All yeah, right. They all they all float on. All them fart. Do you got a favorite place to fart? Um, in my pants. In your pants? Or I guess in my okay. in my coat. Oh, okay. I've got a heavy winter coat, and there's something really charming about the way you'll fart in a heavy winter coat. And then 45 seconds later, it'll get up to the neck hole and hit your face. Yeah. You like smuggle it into a movie on accident. Like that My, kind of I, thing. I guess I'm being honest. I used to get very uh, uncomfortable about having to fart at school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would try to save my farts until it was band time. And until I was literally playing like a deep bass note on the tuba. <laughs> and then I would let loose. <laughs> That is not a joke. That is a real fart management strategy from 16-year-old William Hughes. It's beautiful. I love it. That's that's very relatable. Yeah. That's great. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go uh, swim pool or bathtub. Swimming pool is great. You know? I've been doing some farts Hot in tub? my pool lately. It's good. Hot tub? I don't know. I feel like Hot at some tub. point you're in, you're just sending yourself to Dagobah. You, you do send yourself to Dagobah with it. You know, so to speak. I don't want to uh, be. I don't want to be smelling a fart and be hot at the same time. Yeah, that's why shower is not my favorite. No, the, it it like aerosols or something. Yes, it reconstitutes into shit. Yeah. Um, well, wait, what? No, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's a concentrate. You know, it, it Gary, a fart the, uh, isn't a <laughs> aerosolized poop. <laughs> it well, no, it's a dehydrated poop. It's like a powder. Like a Gatorade powder blast or something like that, or like a uh, Folgers. Gary, now I think. Choice. Let me pitch you on our next creative project, and it's videos of you standing over like a fresh thing of printer paper and just okay. farting, and then just us like hanging the printer paper <laughs> up so people can see what it looks like, <laughs> like a Rorschach ink block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, what does this look like to you? Like I don't wipe my ass enough. And yeah, of course, I run like a very clean Matt ship Foreman? as established, but yeah, does this, does this look like uh, look look like somebody who just doesn't eat enough vegetables? I've been doing better with that. I joke. I'm proud of you, man. But my shits have been great. Gary, if people uh, enjoy this show, which, did we, we did we give we did we give enough strat cheese on this one? I think we did the strat cheese uh, well enough. It's good. It's basically holy mantle. Uh, if you yeah, apparently it, dumplings if you are get in a bunch, bunch of copies of it. 
Yeah, you become invincible if you get a bunch of them so their cooldowns overlap. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, prior to... So this got patched. Okay, that might explain why I was confused about it. Little Dumpy instead wandered around the room randomly and would fart when blocking a projectile, which could poison or confuse nearby enemies. So yes, I I've, don't think I've had this since it got patched into being useful. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, that's wild. A, they just I, made I, it a completely different item. That, that has happened a million times in this game uh, and is the most sensible answer to what we do after this, even though I don't necessarily think we'll do it. No. But tons of things are just changed into completely different items. If, if we cared about cheese, like strat cheese, we would probably do that. If I cared about being yeah. the most bored I've ever been in my life. Yeah, exa- exactly. We're not doing this as a service. This is a bonus duck feed show. Get it right. Um, Patreon.com slash DuckFeedTV. In addition, range reviews on Apple Podcasts and Podcast Addict, please. Uh, like this one left on Podcast Addict by Fiona. I come back to Isaac for a couple months every year, but getting back in is always rough. Any advice for the returning scrub? Uh, Gary, this is this seems like it might be a genuine question. I don't know what to do with that. Uh, yeah, it's uncomfortable for me. Um, uh, the the advice uh, if you get into the did they say get into Isaac or get into Guppy? Uh, Isaac. Oh, um, no, you just got to pick it back up. I I no, think no do advice. a couple just, runs just as uh just as Isaac. You know, yeah. just get re back reused to the rhythm of the D six if you have it. And if not, get yep. that D six, baby. Sorry, I didn't. Mean, I yep. shouldn't call you baby. You're not a baby. No, I. No, no. A human I hope adult. this. Lis- I hope this listener is a human adult and not a baby. If they're a baby, then you maybe you got it in one. You know, I don't know what our baby contingent is. You know what? I get uh, demographics on country, but not on babiness. Yeah. Well, how many of them are from Baby Andia? You know, Babylon. That place like, sucks, dude. The infrastructure is yeah. terrible. The infrastructure is really bad. The, uh, but they're always hiring. You can go teach, you know, there, uh, if you want to. Yeah. If you want to teach a bunch of fucking babies. Yeah, man. That's an interesting idea. Like a country full of babies and you're the only adult and you're in charge. It'd be what Superman must feel like all the time. Cause like how many, well, how realistically, how many babies do you think you could take care of if right now you were dropped into baby lawn and just Portland, but everyone and it's a baby. How many babies could you save? save what does save mean well these babies are just babies they're rolling around i understand like yeah uh in short stay alive in the short term how short a term man (laughs) (laughs) you know how many babies could you keep alive for three days oh like 30 30 babies for three days sure (laughs) <laughs> walk me through that like what it would be the process like oh i the just rapture has happened but it's just turned everyone in portland other than you into a baby okay yeah i mean that's that has a lot of like scriptural basis for it uh no, no. i just start like i run out in the street i start scooping them up out of the cars okay. uh there's lots of flaming one... wreckages and stuff i'm like... aware of the flaming wreckage gary okay there might be a um, cl- crashed plane or two as well and they i just take them all upstairs and put them on the guest bed Okay. Crank the AC up here. <laughs> okay. For three days, absolutely. I could keep them alive. They wouldn't be getting yeah. changed. Alive-ish. You wouldn't be breastfeeding them. But no, they, but I'd, they I'd would go break. Like, it'd be very easy to rob things in this scenario, so I could just go get you, some formula. 
you could go get you'd be unlike people in real life like you just go get some formula yeah and yeah and then just kind of lay them head to toe like pack them onto a guest bed like sardines and then you know and then Gary of course I would like you know and I'd leave them there and then I'd go I'd be out hunting for the you baby of course the you baby the Gary baby oh oh the me baby okay I I was thinking like you boat (laughs) Yeah, no, the underwater baby, yes. <laughs> oh, no. No, but I'd be hunting for you because I'd yeah. want to make sure to keep you safe. And also, there's some defects in your personality I think I could correct with some uh, some serious work. If you, were, if you raised me, like, yeah, like Cable and Hope. Yeah. Gary, I'm um, pretty sure we just described, spoilers, the premise of Horizon Zero Dawn. I <laughs> kind of did. I, I'd be interested to see what kind of man I'd turn out to be if I was raised by you. Yeah, me too. I, I like the idea of me being Apollo, like the the basis for Apollo, the basis of all, you know, the, the repository of all yeah. human knowledge. But not all human knowledge, <laughs> will human knowledge. No, yeah, just mostly sitcom <laughs> bullshit. Like, Gary, there's a lot of old dramas in and, there too. And and wrong facts about the Rocky and Bullwinkle feature film. Why would you bring like, that Like it'd be back an entire generation we... who did not know oh, that's going, who played that's... Boris Badenoff. That's and, getting edited out of your personality right then and there, <laughs> along with anything to fucking do with Kitty Pride. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I'd be a very different person. Good night. Uh, good night. <laughs> Will Dad. Hello and welcome to Everything to Guppy, the Binding of Isaac podcast that talks about every boss, 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 and boss in the Binding of Isaac series of video games. My name is Gary Butterfield, and with me as always is a man who wants to be a mighty pirate, Will Hughes. Uh, yeah, my name is Will Brush Hugheswood, and I want to be mm-hmm. a mighty pirate. Well, first you gotta do these three tasks. Oh, I can't wait to do a Here little insult sword fighting. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that game's so good. Uh, yeah, the Monkey uh, Island one and two. Hey, I'll 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 say I like every single game in the Monkey Island series. I mostly do. Uh, like the, the I, third I, you and fourth know, one get a little bit annoying for me, but they're not as good, but they're still good. I think the animation on the third one uh, papers over a couple of problems. I think the fourth one has some good ideas in it, despite you know the lamentable have tragically coming out during the 3d era of adventure games which produced exactly yes. one good game grim fandango that is good in spite of that fact yes uh yes um, uh the t- and then the i i think it's the- okay i like the telltale okay. ones i think that's probably their best pure adventure games okay interesting i something i felt off, like something was off felt off to me about those and it, it was hard for me to get into the rhythm of them. Whereas like when I go back and play one and two, no matter how long it is, it just feels right. Yeah. Which is all, you know, subjective nonsense. That's not, you know, real criticism. It's just how they feel to me. So I, th- I think should... I generally agree with you. I like them, but. Should we just do it? Should yeah. we, I'm really into like, we're running out of items desperately fast. Uh, should we do an adventure game podcast? <sighs> so it's a fun idea. You're going to, you're going to bring can't... up the whole, we're going to be too smart complaint are you no 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 i mean that's you're worried i'm going to be too informed and thoughtful and it's going to get in the way of the humor because i'm going to be so busy laying out my expertise and being super smart 
being really smart, Gary. Being really uh, to smart. me, that's a secondary issue. Okay. The the first issue is how the time investment that it would require. Oh, it's okay. I've got time. Me. Well, <clears throat> that's half the equation. Yeah. The other half uh, is it, my whether I'm keeping myself fed. <coughs> it's whether you're hydrated. Uh, Gary, did you steal a little, you you. a little sneeze? I did a cough. A cough. Oh. Yeah. Gary, you ever well, notice how I, you're allowed to say bless you for sneezes, but if you say it to a cough, people get real shirty about it? You don't say anything about a cough. Right. It's glare. I, I, I hate <laughs> that I don't wit. have any. There's nothing to say about a cough. You, especially now in COVID times, you just like back away slowly and put your hands up. I feel like, like we whoa. should come up with a. We need to have a socially acceptable thing to say after someone coughs. Okay. Even I love like, you. Or good one. Good one? Yeah, good one might five. be too sarc- might come off as too sarcastic. I, lo- I I really like I love you. I, I love you is okay. The, uh, I know. Supportive. I like that sneezing you know? has a, a German word that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Do we need a Klingon word that means uh I love you? I love you? Yeah. Yes, Gary, real fast, just uh you've I assume you've still got it up. What's I love you in Klingon? I'm I'm pulling it up right now. Gary, we're coming so uh, close to a Seinfeld bit, but I think we're keeping legally distinct. Yeah, legally distinct is all I aim for. Kwapaharku. Uh, it's not so going to catch on, man. It's not going to catch on. You don't think so? Here, let's no. give it. Let's give it a real quick try. I have to cough again so we can put it in practice. <coughs> Kwapaharku. Come on, Capitan. <laughs> I, it did feel weird. I, I gotta say, I it felt it yeah. really quite rolls off the tongue. It, you know what? Uh, it's it's that gap in there that I'm. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Gary. Uh, Quapaha, you know, Quapaha. I love. We're uh, you know? we're recording this the day of the Better Call Saul finale, so by oh the time this God, comes yeah. out, we will have seen it. Yes, Gary. You want to log a couple of predictions because I got a big one. You want to hear my big one? Yeah, a big one. Tell me your big one. I think John Delancey comes back, reveals he's been Q the whole time. Snaps his fingers. Oh, everybody's back. That would be fucking incredible. Like Hank, Dean Norris. Yeah. Climbs from the grave. Gomi. Lalo. Ha- Henry. Uh, Henry, the, the lawyer man. Henry. Henry. Combo. The sat. Combo's back, baby. Combo is Combo never died. Combo's been in witness protection. Or actually, witless protection. Right? Larry the cable guy. <laughs> well, because it all, yeah, Gary, yeah. it all makes sense. It all makes sense. Because who was in Delta Farce with Larry the Cable Guy, DJ Qualls, who we know is an undercover cop yes. in the abq So, actually, Combo didn't die. Combo got taken and put into the uh, Larry the Cable Guy Witness Protection Program. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we get to watch his uh, spinoff, Combo Breaker. I love uh, From Vince Gilligan. Combo yeah. Breaker. I, I, uh, I hope they just keep doing spinoffs. Personally, yeah. I think it's going to end with a setup for a new show that's about that one Weasley lawyer who had his face on the bench at you know, oh Mossad God, yeah. in the last episode. That little yeah. guy. Um, I love that I little see guy. More about his internal life. Yeah, because he's kind of a about. comedic character in this one, but we've already learned that there's you know still waters. Got to be depth. Still yeah, waters yeah. show you babies. Any of these any of these comedy characters could do a rich drama. Give me the the better call Huel. Exactly. You know? And Gary, you do know they are doing that fucking animated spinoff, right? Uh, tell me more. Th- this is not a bit. Okay. They are making a slippin' Jimmy cartoon where Jimmy's oh, a kid. 
I did hear about that uh, a long time ago. I thought that was like dead in the water though. Cause I, I know. I think it's still time. happening. That's wild. <laughs> That's oh, what have I wrought? Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for you to cover that on better quality vacuum. Oh my God. Best quality. What is it? Best quality vacuum. Uh, boy, that's gonna, hmm. he's a kid, huh? Gary, yeah. I, I, it's felt like a joke when they pitched it. Like everybody hates Chris kind of thing. Did you know and that everybody like, hates Chris is huge in Brazil? Uh, I didn't know that. You know, one of my Did regular you know stream about- viewers is, uh, is Rodrigo who also listens to this show, uh, who yes. by the way, recently told me that this is the only comedy show he likes and that's fucking wild. Yeah. I, that, that caused me to inhale just now. Uh, but uh, I do occasionally is... interrogate Rodrigo about what is big in Brazil. And apparently everybody hates Chris was huge in Brazil. That's fascinating. Uh, have I ever asked Rodrigo, Rodrigo about Sumal? I, I believe I've brought up Sumal while talking to him before, given your mm. obsession with it. And that one time we all drank it on a Portland street and you were, and it was you know, good. maybe a little invested in everybody liking it. Yeah. Including the the lady who walked by, <laughs> yeah, really giving a sumal to a random lady. Um, the uh, this is my birthday. I was drunk. Uh, <laughs> you were just <laughs> you were very enthused about other people being enthused about sumal. I know it was a, it was a fun birthday time. Uh, <laughs> do you know about? You probably know about this. Do you know about uh, metastasis? The shot for shot, episode by episode, Colombian Breaking Bad. I do know about this. I've heard about this before. It's worth watching some YouTubes around it. It's fascinating to me. Like they take uh, it is it's shot for shot episode by episode, but they did it as a telenovela. So the whole thing aired a year every ep- every day. And it's very faithful, except the music is Colombian soap opera music. Sure. So every scene, which like I know what all the emotional weight of what's happening, but it has music that sounds exceedingly silly, like a 90s FMV game. Uh, it's really a trip to watch. Like there's a bunch of it on YouTube. I will have to look at it. Gary, I regret to inform you that actually, uh, Slip and Jimmy already came out. Six episodes on AMC's what? digital platforms were released in April, 2022, around the beginning of the first half of the final season of Better Call Saul. It's out there. No one's ever talked about that. This no. is the weird, this is breaking news, Will. Yeah. <laughs> like we just, we just got the exclusive. We just got the uh, scoop. All of the episodes are named after movie parodies. So we've got Fistful of Snowballs. The Exorcister, oh. After Bedtime, oh. City Flights, Speed Dating, Cool Hand Jimmy. Let's just go ahead and read. Let's see. The wiki here oh. does have a synopsis of Fistful of Snowballs. Oh. So these are short. These are only like nine minutes each. Okay. A young Eesh. Jimmy McGill appears before a group of bullies and engages in a snowball fight with them. Jimmy, victorious in the fight, steals a bully's sled and rides off. We cut to Trent, the leader of the bullies, holding a young Marco in a cell made of snow, speaking to another bully when Jimmy rides in. A snowball battle begins again, but Jimmy is vastly outnumbered this time. He is plastered with snowballs before he stands up, revealing he had hidden squirrels in his jacket as armor. He then begins to hurl snowballs at everyone except for Trent, leading to a final standoff that Jimmy is the victor of. He then frees Marco from the cell. They then ride off into the sunset, but Trent gets up and throws a final snowball that Marco jumps in front of to save Jimmy. He throws another snowball back at Trent, seemingly missing, before it is shown that the snowball made a large pile of snow fall on Trent. Jimmy and Marco then head off towards Marco's house for pierogies. The rest of the kids in the snowball fight begin to get up and go home. That sounds so in the spirit of... God, first of all, while you're reading that, 
uh-huh. edge of my fucking seat. I know. What's going to happen I next never with the been snow? More in suspense. Like the you you'd think that after Better Call Saul, they wouldn't be able to make a heart attack that's a show like all of the uncut gems energy. They outdid themselves with the Slip and Jimmy cartoon. Who called uh, in what favor to make yeah. this exist? I'm going to watch it. Uh, not just for that podcast, but I, I'm very morbidly curious about that. Like, I mean, I think it's gonna be garbage and I want to know how, but what if it's good? What if the thing you just described is actually worth watching? Written by Ariel Levine, who, um, she wrote for better call. Saul. it looks like she also wrote like a bunch of those, like the supplementary videos, like the ethics training video with Kim and stuff. Those are fun. Those are really fun. I like those. But then also Uh, they made a, a, just a fucking kids cartoon that has nothing to do with fucking anything. I, I got it. I must know. I could, I forgot about that when that was announced and I had, you are literally the first person I've heard bring it up in forever. Yeah. Directed by Zach Palladino. I, we got to move on, Gary. This is a really interesting boss and we haven't said <laughs> word fucking one about it. It's boss uh, day. It is boss <clears throat> day. Boss. So take a chance and face the boss. Open road and a road that's hit. Brand new boss. Around the boss. This is. It's been a minute since we've uh, neglected our duties this badly on an episode. I just for getting distracted, like we just saw a bird outside. Yeah. Like this is this is all stuff that we could just do in our own time, not even talking to each other. Yeah, we could. This could have been. This could have been a Gmail. This could have chat. been a before bed Wikipedia look. Uh, this is Rockgut, one of my favorite bosses in the game. This is amazing. This uh, is one of the most um, aesthetics wise, probably. I, I can't say the best thing in Repentance because Repentance has how Repentance ends. But what a beautiful little surprise this is! It's wonderful. The first time it happens, like if I had not played uh, uh, Anti Birth. You know, because I, I knew this guy was coming. He's an anti-birth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really glad they brought him over. But the first time I played an anti-birth, because it breaks the game. It's it's a it breaks the rules. Uh, he's a big, gross, like tumory, bloody mouth in the middle of the floor, bones and shit sticking out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, he fires out bullets. You know, as as you might expect, uh, and you shoot him, and you're like, that's no big deal. Uh, but then when you beat him, he goes into the next phase. He sucks you into him. Yeah, he starts and now doing we're the in a zone scrolling zone. Yeah. So like, yeah, you're down in one of those either. those Zelda-esque side-scroll areas. Yes. Like it's Link's Awakening or something. And you fight two other phases of him. Well, Gary, uh, but also the like interior. the original Legend of Zelda when you're down in the tunnels. Yes. But you do combat in them like you do in Link's Awakening. Gary, that's absolutely true. I thought about it as I was making my correction and I realized it was going to be your next little conversational gambit. And I'm glad that you did it. I, I thank you. Thank Gary, you you're much. welcome. And I thank you for welcoming me. I, you fight. Uh, there's nothing. Like the the only disappointing part to this, this guy dies real quick in my yeah, experience. Typically, by the time I'm here, so I, I haven't seen a lot of his attacks. I also, and I don't actually all three like of the fighting. Are pretty these, simple. I don't. Yeah, they're pretty simple. I don't love fighting them. It's just the novelty of them that's really cool. So it doesn't uh, feel like you should be able to do a side scrolling boss boss in this game, and it's part of what makes uh, the beast so cool too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is, uh, you get pulled into a crawl space and you actually have to fight a little interstitial boss, which is just like a wall inside of him. Basically mm-hmm. it's, it's a big maggot. Oh. He, you're 
Like uh, many of the crawl spaces, there's an upper area and a lower area that you can climb up to with a ladder. Uh, and basically, when it attacks, it will either attack that upper area or the lower area. But you can only really do damage if you're down on the lower area. Yeah. So you just kind of have to dodge. And then once you get th- past that, you get into phase three, where there is this hanging uh, heart thing. Yeah, and it's kind of like a contraboss. It's very contraboss, like a, a pair of two testicles. Mm-hmm. A tail of two testicles uh, hanging there. Uh, and then there's a series of like ladders and geometry and stuff to dodge. Neat. Yeah, it's it's really cool. So like, you know, I was going to say someone, but the anti-birth team were like, can yep. we make a boss fight that works using the, the, the crawl space engine? And yes, it turns out you can. I love it. It's just always a pleasure. Very cute. Uh, I watched, uh, there's a mod mm-hmm. for Isaac that I just watched a video of where somebody put playable arcade games in the arcade. Okay. Very cool. And they're all like mini games that work on these kind of things, these kind of principles. Like what is the coolest arcade game you can make within the Isaac engine? Mm-hmm. And basically like if you beat them, you get the item, uh, you know, five cents a play. I, I, and now they have a steam deck. I think I'm going to give it a shot. I, the I love the I've seen in a while where I'm like, that's awesome. That's a cool. I idea. love the idea of someone trying to, of using Isaac as an engine. Instead of just like, you know, yes. making a mod where it plays the the guppy episode uh, when you pick up the item, which, you know, exists which and people should I go love. download. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a there's one of those two that makes a tower defense, like a plants versus zombies esque tower defense using oh, the guppy engine. Or the I think engine. I I think once upon a time uh, when we did our like different sins mode, uh, mm-hmm. I think I pitched that as like an idea. I think so. That episode is the smartest we've been and no one's heard it. No, like there's almost no jokes in that episode, and it's very smart. And like, and we're like we seem like more stuff. emotionally in touch with each other. Uh, I smell it's better. One hundred percent. I was probably ten pounds lighter. Like at least, man. At least, yeah. Didn't have that happy relationship waiting on. You know. Yeah. Uh, so, as we wind down, Gary, I want to make a comment to a couple of the listeners in the audience. Uh, okay. We said what a week or two weeks ago that you should play this show for your significant others to try to get them into the show i cannot state clearly enough that that was a goddamn joke yeah you didn't think it was going to happen that was a comedy thing we said for the absurdity of it and some of you fuckers did it yep and successfully yeah so I guess what I'm saying is welcome to the show, significant others of assholes. Yes. Uh, Make better welcome. choices. Yeah. If you, um, in, in big ways, not just what you listen to, but also who you date. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Or marry. Or ride yeah. in cars with. Yeah. Yeah. It's a... Uh, Do better. Think. Think. What is the... Uh, so oh boy, I was going to ask you a question that you can't answer. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> like a math question or like a legal question? Uh, somewhere somewhere closer to the second one, but not quite. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll just leave that there. That'll be my tantalizing thing, like the uh, the bleeped thing from last episode. Big hit. Oh, yeah. Thanks thing. for bringing it up so people ask about it again. Yeah. The, uh, so make sure, you know, send me others. Don't you want to hear solve a cool mystery? <laughs> God damn it, Gary. The, the the show for significant others. We should start just actually aiming the show towards those partners. 
you know, those com- longtime companions rather than actual listeners. So what? Just me singing Paul Simon's 50 Ways to Leave Your Asshole Lover? Yeah. Just and me uh, going. The problem is all inside your head, she said to me. The answer is easy if you think it, take it logically. I love that song. Yeah, it's a great song. There's a YouTube of it. Uh, that, t- that Tim Heidegger brought up when I saw him live where Paul starts a beat too late. Uh, it's a live performance in Japan and it's pretty amazing to watch because if, if that song feels like it's you know pretty tight, if one little thing happens wrong, the whole song gets fucked up and it's mm-hmm. real fun to watch everyone on stage figure out what's happening and what went wrong. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like I've told this you- story on here before, but that was one of the first songs I ever did on karaoke and I uh, mm. got a little behind the beat. So this fucking drunk got up in front of me and just started conducting in my <laughs> face. <laughs> no. Uh, public karaoke. Uh, if you like the show, go to patreon.com slash TV slash partner to join our partners program where <laughs> partners your program. partners <laughs> who listen uh, are forced to listen to the show. Give us money. Hamlin Hughes, uh, McGill, uh, Butterfield, <laughs> Butterfield Hughes. Uh, that's right. Another Hughes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah. The, uh, also ratings reviews on Apple podcast or podcast addict. Or podcast partner. Like this one left by Cat Creep on Podcast Addict. A podcast hosted by two friends who play an ongoing game of yes and chicken to make each other laugh. I'm just happy that they're happy. That's a five-star review. Thank you very much. Yes and chicken's real good. Yes and chicken. That's 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 apt. Yeah. That's that's so Uh, apt, Gary. That's That's such a thoughtful analysis. I bet that came from a significant other. You know what? Uh, I was in a mall yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry, I'm just flirting with for... people's significant others now. Hi. Oh, I'm Will. He's significant others. Hi. Hey. I'm emotionally uh, in touch, but only so I can hurt people. Reeling from the honesty of that. You <laughs> 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 stopped me in my tracks. <laughs> I was going to say the name of a funny restaurant, and you just really gave me something too rich to think about. <laughs> I'm an empath, but not in the good way. Yeah, dark empath. Well, that distracted me. I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> good night. Say good night. Good night. Ah. <sighs>